What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can. Two-item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. excited about this one uh, to introduce her to the show. We've been kind of going back and forth on Instagram trying to make things work and we finally found the time. Very excited to bring this young lady to Straight Talk Wrestling. Please welcome Divya. How are you my dear? Hey I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. Again thank you so much for taking out the time. I know a wrestler's schedule is crazy and uh, you and I we had a hard time linking up because you know your work hours are all over the place because you're you're fitting in your wrestling bookings when you can and stuff like that so I appreciate you taking the time out today. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Believe me. Listen, trust me. I've been chasing wrestlers around a lot longer than I chased you. You were probably one of the easier ones to get to. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thank you for that. So, Divya, one of the first questions I always ask everyone, it's like my go-to question, is defining okay. moments. Do you remember your defining moment? And by that, I mean the moment you fell in love with wrestling. Yeah, um, I think that, like... My defining moment, it's hard to pinpoint exactly, like, how old I was or whatever, um, but I was watching wrestling, um, and I always watched wrestling with my older brother, my cousins. They were, like, obsessed with wrestling, so we always watched it when we were together, and we had, like, a VCR, um, and there was a tape, and I think that, like, thinking back, I think it was the rumble of um, 1991, but like I was born in 1995, so this was like after it was just tapes and things. Um, but I think it was like somewhat of like a, a graveyard match, um, and it was like The Undertaker versus Kane, and I don't don't know why I fell in love just then, and I was like a child watching this, and I was like, this is incredible. Like there was just so much emotion. You believed it. Um, I never ever thought, you know, it was. Um, somewhat of work um, or that like this guy isn't actually dying um, but like really it was um, it was just like the theatrics of it were amazing so um, in that sense I kind of fell in love with it it's not like I was like oh my god I want to be that when I grow up it was more so like oh my god I'm in love with whatever this is that I'm watching <laughs> 
that's a great defining moment. I remember that exact match we're talking about. And I Do think, you? I think was it, it, what was it called? I think it was called what a, kind bur- of... it was a buried alive match. Right. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. And, and like, it was really ridiculous because I remember um, that defined me so much that I went to school and I think I was in senior kindergarten. So, <laughs> well, like that's right. Yeah. Like little Divya and I had pigtails and everything. I was six years old. And I go to my teacher, I'm like, oh, my God, have you watched this um, episode or whatever? And I was watching it, and I was like, did you watch this? And, like, she was like, what the hell is wrong with this child? So um, I remember she talking to my parents, um, like, after school, like, you know, when they pick you up and whatever. And she was like, hey, I don't know if she should be watching whatever she's watching. <laughs> so basically, you got yourself in trouble. You threw yourself under the bus. Under the bus. But I was like, in, I was like astonished by this. I was like, holy moly, this is great. Like, have you seen this? And like, yeah. Yeah, that's when I realized that me, me and the teacher weren't boys. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and also that's when you realized that um, you were so much more cooler than everyone else in your class. And you were just trying I to guess share so. it. You're trying to share yeah. it with someone, and you realize that everyone else was lame. So you just went, like, screw it. Who cares? I don't need, yeah. your, I don't need your ratification to know that I love <laughs> what I love. So yeah, I appreciate that. So let's talk, um, I guess, I'm assuming early influences would probably be The Undertaker and Kane, or did you have some mm-hmm. other wrestlers that you kind of gravitated towards? Oh, my God, definitely. Like, um, like for me, um, The Rock you know, of course, like, you know, he was Samoan and he's, he's got this charisma to him. I really was into the theatrics, um, you know, like the guys that were amazing and they did backflips and, um, you know, off the top rope and stuff. They were incredible, but like, I couldn't relate to them because I don't know. Um, but like with, um, the rock, he's like, he's so out there and I was always out there as a kid he was kind of different, you know, he's mixed, he's got Samoan, um, and black, and, like, you know, for me, like, I'm, like, from the Fiji Islands, whereas my ancestors are from India, I'm kind of, like, a mishmash, and I was born in Canada, so it's, like, it's just complicated, but, um, with, um, other people that influenced me, I mean, like, China, like, I wanted to be exactly like China, and, like, she just, like, out of this world, like, she was literally the ninth wonder of the world. She was, like, um, incredible. Every time she was on the screen, I would drop what I, was, what I was doing and just, like, see what she wanted to say to do, you know? It was just, like, whoa, that's... I, I don't know. I think that people who are showstoppers just, like, really caught my attention. No, and I think, uh, you know what, a lot of... I've interviewed a lot of wrestlers, and a couple of them have mentioned China, but not as fondly as you did and yeah you you have to give credit where credit due i mean this was the the first ever female intercontinental champion she probably mm-hmm. would have she was the first woman in the rumble i know there have been women since then but she was the first one in the rumble and you know it's also a big deal because she probably had you know things turned out differently for her she might have been the first female heavyweight champion she was breaking mm-hmm. down so many barriers that if unfortunately things didn't go the way they did she might have broken down a few more yeah it's sad when you think about it, but when you when you look back, you think of those fond memories, like you mentioned, which is great because that's exactly what she was. She was the ninth wonder of the world, one hundred percent. I agree mm-hmm. with everything you said. So thank you. 
So you, you fall in love with a buried alive match, amazing. You gravitate to all these showstoppers, these larger than life characters, again, amazing. Mm -hmm, yeah. When did you finally realize, you know what, this is what I want to do? When did you realize that this was what you were going to put your life into full force? And then when did you start training and who did you start training with? I know who you started training with, but I don't think most of my listeners may know. So let's start with uh -huh. this, a two-part question. When did you realize okay. that you wanted to be a wrestler? And then who did you start training with? Okay, yeah. Um, well, like growing up, um, I always kind of knew I wanted to be somewhat of an actor or like some type of entertainer because that's all I watched, right? I only watched really wrestling and Power Rangers, some some like, you know, Disney shows, but, you know, mostly just um, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be an entertainer. I did want to be a wrestler, but... Um, I wasn't athletic, like, growing up. I was just, like, a tough kid. I wasn't ex doing any um, sports, like, shot put. I mean, I don't know if that counts, but, like, track and field. Um, so, like, I think that when I actually knew I wanted to be a wrestler was when, like, I was, like, 18 years old. Um, and, no, no, I was, like, probably 17. Like, I was in my early, like, I would say it's, 16, 17. I was like gaining weight. Um, I didn't really know how to manage um, eating healthy. I was actually a vegetarian. I grew up a vegetarian with my family. And like we always ate kind of like whatever we wanted to. And it's because there wasn't really much choice. So um, I was always eating like bread, carbs, um, like unhealthy really, and like cheese, um, dairy only. Um, so I did get bigger and like, I didn't like how I looked. Um, so I decided to start hitting the gym. I got like, um, a job at like 16 and I got like my, a gym membership literally the next day where, where I could prove that I would pay for my membership. Um, and so like I started working out early, but when <clears throat> I had lost a lot of weight, um, when I was 18, when I started taking it seriously and I was kind of, um, kind of like seeking out help so I got a personal trainer and I, I lost something like I think it was 50 pounds in the span of like six months it was like super crazy weight loss journey and then um, I graduated high school literally that same year and I decided to take a year off and I was like hey like I lost all this weight I look great I'm going to try and do this wrestling thing, even though um, I kind of, I think I lost faith in myself when I was a bigger girl, like when I was like 16. Um, so, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I love the it's answer. That. That's, the, that's the first answer. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. I think that's great. I think that that's going to showcase. And that's kind of why I wanted to uh, have you on the show, because I, I always love hearing these stories of uh, something like that. And what you just said is, is super inspirational. So to any of my female listeners that are out there listening, if you think you can't change, Divya just proved that if you put the work in, you can actually achieve your goals. And that's the most important thing. you got to stick with it. And you did. So, you know, kudos to you. Aw, man. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's so long ago that I, like, forget about that. And then sometimes, like, you know, visiting your past, it kind of, like, reminds you that you, you can push through, like, you know, um, any obstacles you have. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but the second question that you had, like, who did I get trained by? Um, like, I actually um, only knew of, like, one wrestling school my whole life. Like, um, growing up, <clears throat> like I said, I kind of wanted to train. So my head was 
had was um, kind of in the wrestling world a little bit, where I was like, okay, where could I train? Um, and I always knew that like I could go to the squared circle, where um, you know Chris, Chris and um, um, Edge um, and Trish, they all trained um, all these Toronto superstars. So I'm like, cool, let me go and check it out. So I went there for um, I think it was like just shy of the year. Um, and then I had moved to, um, Santino Morales school where, um, actually in my wrestling, in my wrestling journey, yeah, crazy in my wrestling journey. Um, I actually realized that the wrestler that I was, was more of like the Japanese strong style, um, submission wrestling. So I kind of had to follow my heart. I started training with Yuki Ishikawa at Battle Arts Academy and, and Santina Morella um, as well. Um, and, and, like, I don't know, it was just, like, it, I, I joke with um, Vanessa, actually, um, Nessa Love. She tra- She and I trained together at Battle Arts, and we actually joke that, like, you know, if you, could, if you put blindfolds on both of us, we could literally um, grapple each other, like, just go. <laughs> and I think that's, like, you know, to thank, we have Yuki Ishikawa to thank for that because we used to do, like, an hour, full hour of shoot submission wrestling, and then we would start our hour and a half of pro wrestling, sometimes two hours. You know how it could be, but um, we always did that, like, Tuesday, Thursday, um, and that kind of, like, molded me. Um, so, yeah, I have them to thank for it. Um and yeah, like all of my trainers, I mean, and it's, it's hard to say like who I started with, you know, and then I, I evolved into um, training with other people. And then I also trained with, um, Daryl Sharma, who is now a referee for the WWE. Um, he trained me every week. He had his own class and like, I have like a lot to thank for him as well. Um, Britt Rogers has come down for seminars and trained as well. Um, I got to train in the UK when I was there. Um, I trained with Marty Jones. I got to train in Japan um, with some some lucha guys. Um, like it's called um, Fukumen Mania, um, and it was really really cool. Um, and Ice Ribbon Dojo. So like all of these places, I don't know, like just kind of molded me into who I am. So I I, I can't just think. You know, like my first trainers. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I got knowledge from all over. Yeah, it's jeez, my dear, my God, you've traveled literally to like the four corners of the world, and you've really experienced, you know, each different culture that everything brings. Because you got a little bit of that British strong style in you, you got the <laughs> yeah. Japanese strong style in you, you got all those kind of things yeah. in you. So it's just a matter of uh, kind of molding them all to who you are, and that's amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> So let's talk, yeah, thank you. Let's talk character because I was at Junction City this past weekend and I saw you there mm-hmm. again. That's about the third time that I've seen you. And mm-hmm. uh, every time, you know, you get better. Every time I see you in the ring, the matches get more spectacular. And that's not a shot at you that's just saying I think it's whoever you're in the ring with, your dance partners, if you will. And um, mm-hmm. I saw you fight Masha Slamovich uh, during uh, Revolution. And you guys, your match was incredible. The finish did not go your way. I actually have to say, I interviewed Masha, and I mentioned this to her. It looked like mm-hmm. she really, really, that was, wow, the power in that finisher. And I was worried for you. I actually, I marked out for a minute, and I thought that you might have been seriously hurt. That that finisher looked 
dangerous. How did it? How did that feel? That finisher with that match with Masha? Because let me tell you, it looked a lot worse than it was. But man, it did look vicious. Right, it looked vicious. It did. Um, it like okay, this thing, this wrestling is. Uh, they they show a disclaimer um, at the beginning of every WWE show. It, it's not a joke. Like we are literally professional athletes and we put our bodies through um so many bumps and things like that and sometimes accidents happen um but it is how you protect yourself and how you protect others um and um for me um i have always 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 tucked my head with all of you know all of my might um also masha did not you know slam me right to the ground um, like, you know, like we, we are not in there to hurt each other. So she did not try and hurt me. I did not try and, you know, um, hurt myself. Nothing like that. Um, these things happen, man. Like, um, countless times, like knock, knock on wood in, in the ring that these things will happen. And it's just, um, it's just protecting yourself best you can. Um, so I'm okay. I am, I am taking, um, a little bit of time off, um, of wrestling a little bit. Um, after my last weekend, because I didn't just wrestle on the Sunday, I wrestled on the Saturday as well. I was still a little bit sore, um, but I think I'm going to take like a couple weeks off just to um, relax and um, focus on working out. Um, I'm going pretty hard on my keto diet, and I and I really preach keto diet, so um, so I'm going to be focusing on that for a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I, otherwise, I mean, and I don't want to put so much focus on the finish because, um, yeah, it was, like, scary. But um, the rest of the match, it was very, very good, too. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, the, the story you guys told. <laughs> no, and thank story. you for saying I'm getting better. I really, really try to learn from each match I'm in. And um, <laughs> I, what I love about wrestling is it's not – just the physical stuff um it's also a lot of it is the entertaining and um i really got to like have people hate me on sunday which was awesome it was fun <laughs> actually it's, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my daughter was with me my nine-year-old daughter and nice. she, she was at the show and she saw you come out and she really she was excited when she saw you because the first <laughs> thing that popped into her head because she's such a disney freak first thing that popped into her head was moana She's oh, like, I wonder why. Yeah, absolutely. She's like, Daddy, it's Moana. I'm like, no, no, that's Divya. That's not Moana. But, you know, she she was so excited. And then when she saw Bianca come out, because she's met Bianca before, she loves Bianca. So she's like, oh, Daddy, I don't know who to cheer for. I'm like, well, just watch the match and cheer for whoever you find best. So in a couple parts, she was cheering for you. A couple parts, she was cheering for Bianca. And then at the end, when you, like, you, you literally, you should have seen her heart break. When you pulled out the chain <laughs> and you threw it at Bianca and then the referee gave you the win by disqualification her heart just sank she looked at me and she goes why would she do that i go i don't know buddy i go that was just she felt that she had to do that and then when you booked by i don't know if you heard her but when you ran by us we were sitting right in the aisle she's like boo i don't like you anymore and it was it was just, it was the greatest feeling in the world for me as a parent because i have loved pro wrestling my entire life and just to see it now through the eyes of my daughter who doesn't really understand. Like, she knows that it's she knows that it's definitely a sport and she knows that there are real risks involved, but she knows that there's the storyline part of it. And to see yeah. how, how much she invested in your guys' match on Sunday Night at Junction, 
man, when you when you threw that chain at Bianca, you broke her heart. Divya, you broke my nine year old daughter's <laughs> heart. I hope you I hope you're gonna go sleep well tonight knowing that you broke her heart on Sunday. <laughs> I I feel so bad to laugh, but like that I love it. I love it so much and I hope that next time that you um bring her to a show, um, if I could just say hi, you know, get a picture with her and like let her know that I'm not all bad. Um <laughs> but that's really funny. Um I was I wanted that reaction. I'm really proud that we we were be able to give that like story across. No, it was it, and it was fantastic and like to see you and Bianca and the story you told, you had that great submission, the bulldog, you did the great bulldog which I I posted the clip on my straight talk pages. Yeah. And then you also had that amazing submission where you know you crisscross the legs. I don't really know what it's called, but you criss- lock. Yes. Oh man! Every time I see that submission, I feel my body tighten up. I'm just like, oh, yeah. it, it, it. It looks like you know everything. And, and you guys, you guys are so you're so underrated as as females in this business. Not so much now because there is that evolution. But still, mm-hmm. I don't think I think there are still some wrestling fans. I even kind of felt it in the crowd on Sunday. As much mm-hmm. as the crowd was having a blast, there are some fans who still don't take women's matches seriously. And that's something that really does bother me because I see, I've seen the evolution firsthand and I myself have two daughters. And one of the things I pride myself on teaching my daughters is that they can literally do anything. And when I see people not taking the time out of their day, they pay for that ticket, but not paying attention to certain matches when they would, there was one or two guys around me that were just mostly talking. And I just kind of looked over. I'm like, dude, you, you paid to be here. These people are putting on a show for you. Show the damn respect that they deserve and watch the match. And I don't care. Oh, thanks. But you know what? Sucks for them. There was a lot of of women's wrestling on that show. So, like, that's the thing, you know? Like, you know, it doesn't matter if people don't pay attention. They already paid for the ticket, and that's fine. But the thing is that now women are not just involving themselves in only women's matches, um, and they're not just confining themselves to one match. Um... So we had Jody Threat, and she was in an awesome intergender match. And um, she was in two segments on that show. I was in a match on that show. The night before, we were at Rising Stars, and um, there was a time when there was only, like, me wrestling as a woman. And I had to be thrown in, like, rumbles because I wanted to be involved. I, I was ring announcer because I wasn't able to be involved. There was no other women to wrestle Sometimes there were other women to wrestle, and we would have, like, tag matches and stuff. But now they have, like, three women's matches and five men's matches to make eight matches in the show, like, the prior night. I'm just saying that, like, you know, people don't have to evolve, but we're taking over regardless. It doesn't matter, really. No, and And 100%. They'll, they'll realize, yeah. Yeah, they will. They'll 100%. So let's go back, to, cool. my, let's go back to my question because we kind of rolled off subject. But let's talk character. Where did Divya come from? Like, I have a good friend of mine who he's from Fiji, and I know a little bit of, you know, Fiji language. I only actually know mm-hmm. one word. I know one word, which is bula, and I believe it means hello. Hello. Yes, I know. Welcome. Bu- yes, I know bula. That's the only word I know, because that's the only word he taught me. He didn't teach me anything else, the schmuck, I tell you. But um, mm. where did the character of Divya come from? Did it always kind of start the way she is now, or did it evolve from one thing to another? 
Yeah, um, like, so at the very beginning, I didn't really know what I wanted to do as a character. I thought I was supposed to be, like, some superhero. So um, when I had, like, a DC Universe account, um, I made, like, a super um, evil character, and I wanted to be that character for wrestling. So I, like, had, like, this black outfit, super cute. Um, like I had fluffies, like I was just like that character and I was like kind of not myself, like I was really my character, right? So I did go into kind of dabbling into like the Fijian realm, right? Where there was like um, the Samoans, the Wild Samoans and Jimmy Snuka. I did have like leopard print. I kind of acted kind of like a cave woman in the ring um, and it was really fun. I got to... Um, kind of dabble in, like, the moveset of, like, um, Simone's, um, and, like, kind of the wild and growling and that savagery in the ring, but really, um, if you know me in real life, I'm, like, not like that at all. I'm, I'm kind of goofy, um, I am kind of fierce and, like, kind of intimidating, and I, you know, like, the growling, and it's fun, but, um, I kind of evolved a little bit more from that, and now I kind of do the Moana, um, inspired, um, gear because I kind of like the, um, the tribal design that it has. And that's really me, like Fijian Polynesian culture is in me. And, um, I really liked the outfit and it was relatable. Right. So like kids can relate to it. It's not like, Oh, that girl is Moana. It's, Oh, that girl looks like Moana. But when I'm in the ring, like your daughter experienced, you know, it's all fun and games sometimes, and then sometimes it can be really mean. And um, also in the moveset, I want them to realize, you know, like she's a fierce, badass female. Um, she's kicking ass. She's, you know, um, not afraid to, like, kind of say it how it is. And um, I kind of want to be, like, that figure that, that girls can not only just relate to, but also, like, look up to, right? Um, sometimes in the ring, um, I'm not so mean, and I'm, I'm really nice, and I'm, like, a baby, and I'm really relatable from the beginning to the end. I get, like, girls, you know, um, coming and, you know, asking for my autograph and things, and all a lot of these girls, not all, but a lot of these girls are doing combat themselves. So um, that's where the character came from. I want to be relatable. And um, just to see that I could relate to all these little girls, too, it's, like, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where the character comes from. And the dancing, the hula dancing. Well, I always did hula. Um, like, I started hula very young. Um, I think it was, like, 14. But I always did Bollywood before that. So dance was a big part of my growing up and my entertaining and love for entertaining. So, yeah. No, and, and you know what, I could, I could see all of that in you, and I love how you incorporated some of your, you know, yourself, your history, your background, your, your, mm -hmm. your culture, all that kind of rolled into something very, very special. And um, Yeah, it's just kind of me. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's you, it's you in a nutshell, and that's, I think that's the best thing you have to do. I think a character becomes more relatable the more you put mm -hmm. yourself into that character. If you, right. if you come out and you wear a mask like Kane and you don't talk for nine years, it's hard to relate to you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But if you come and you put a little bit of yourself in, you, you dabble that little sprinkle of something special on yourself, then it, mm -hmm. it definitely makes the character, whether you're heel or face, it makes it very relatable. <clears throat> Which actually segues into my next question. You've mentioned how sometimes you play sweet and you, you play by the rules. And as my daughter experienced on Sunday, you do not play by the rules. So mm -hmm. do you prefer... 
to be when you're when you're wrestling or when you're booking? Do you prefer to be the face in the match or do you prefer to be the heel? Um, I prefer to be the heel for sure. I think that it's just more fun to be mean and evil. Um, <laughs> um, and I like the reactions. I like when people are like, boo, or like they're cheering for you. And then all of a sudden you just, you know, make them flip on you or switch on you. You know what I mean? And it's kind of cool because like you can see how you can control people's emotions in the ring. And I'm not talking. I'm, I'm just wrestling in there. So... I don't know. That's kind of incredible to me. So I like being healed. Like being a face is fun and it's awesome. But yeah, kind of like doing that. <laughs> Have you ever had an instance? Because I've, I've talked to a lot of wrestlers and they've all kind of given a different answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an instance at a show where you've been booked and you're in a match and, may, and you might be the heel that mm-hmm. night? Have you ever had an instance where a fan may have gone too far? Oh, yeah. And when I was in England, I remember... These kids are savage. Like, it was so funny. They were like, they had um, these stupid foam fingers in their abs. They, were, they hated me. Oh, my God. I was a valet, actually. I didn't even wrestle that day. And um, so, like, yeah, I was like a valet sometimes when I was in England, sometimes in the announcer, because they're like, oh, your American accent. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have an American accent. But I'm Canadian. Sure. Jesus. Canadian. Come on. Yeah. Right. And um, anyway, so. Um, these kids with their stupid foam fingers as I'm leaving the ring area, like, they were, like, smacking us. It was so funny. It was, like, a group of three of us, and we were getting, like, smacked by these little children. <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. That's actually quite one of the timid, more, more timid answers that I've heard. I've heard wrestlers tell me that fans have gotten up in their face, spit on them, threw beer at oh, them. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some pretty rowdy places in the world. That's for sure. A lot of fans aren't really like they they are so passionate i love the passion that the business brings out in people and yeah I lo- I but lo- i think that's a good thing it's it just means that you got under their skin and that's what you meant to do so i mean kind of yeah our fault a little bit i love it i love it how you spin it into a positive this is this is absolutely epic you really are it's me yeah you really literally. are you really are literally miss positivity and miss sweet and I, you're you're super sweet and i love it i absolutely love it so yeah. In terms of kind of your evolution, you talked about going to England, you talked about going to Japan. Where was the, the, the place, some of the places that you visited, where was the best place that you feel you grew leaps and bounds as a wrestler? I know you did mention earlier that, you know, you took, you learned so much from here to there. But where's the one place you really feel like you, you saw yourself, I, I actually stole this line from Holden Albright, uh, Holden Pro, uh, and he called them level up moments. So when do you feel like you maybe have reached one of those level up moments while you were traveling, you know, all over, gaining all the knowledge that you've gotten? Um, level up moment. Um, I think, I think it was when I was wrestling, um, a lot. Like I was wrestling in England a lot. I was working like four shows a week. I got to travel with uh, a bunch of the guys and, um, one of the girls and we we traveled all around England um, because it was like for like European pro wrestling over there and they did a lot of booking so uh, that's when I think that like just oof, day in day out and it wasn't like I was trying to have the same match every night or anything like that either like I was just learning I was just going with the vibe of the crowd I was it was cool. It was awesome. I was like wrestling a guy one night. I was wrestling a girl one night. I was wrestling like some um, 
some German wrestler like guy one night and then another night I would be wrestling um like Roxy she's actually really big in England right now um and yeah so it's just like cool to like um wrestle so much yeah well that that sounds amazing in terms of your career thus far you look at all the matches that you've had so far is there a match that stands out to you personally as one of like your best bodies of work in terms of the crowd, the environment, who you were in the ring with that given night? Is there a match that you kind of look back and you study and you go, you know, as it stands right now, this, this is my best body of work that I did in the ring. I went in and I left it all out there on that night. Is there one mm. match that kind of stands out in your mind that you've had so far? That's, that's a really hard question. I don't know. That's what I do I here. I ask it. the tough questions. I ask the tough questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I could say like one of my most memorable ones um, that I feel like was really, really awesome um, because we got a really good reaction for all three of us. Um, and it was like huge crowd, huge audience. Um, it was like when I wrestled Jesse Mack um, and Casey Spinelli, um, and we were in a three-way, and it was at um, Destiny. We got to wrestle each other, and um, that like we ha- we all have like really good chemistry with each other, just because like I don't know, we're all friends anyway, and um, like we we kind of performed really well. But the audience knew all of us, so we we all got really good reactions that night. Uh, but I don't know, best best match ever, where I showcased like my best talent. I I don't know. I don't know. I like each one. I'm really critical of, so I can't say. Fair enough. I'll, I'll take the answer. Most memorable one. I'll definitely take the answer. Where, where do you see yourself going from from here? Like you've progressed so much in your career, and and all the knowledge that you've soaked up and everything like that. But what are the next steps for Divya? I know you mentioned you want to take a little bit of time off, but once that happens and you you know you get back in the swing of things, what are your next goals? Like, we're almost coming um, to the end of 2019. So let's say, what's Divya's goals? Let's 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 keep it simple. What are your goals for 2020? Um, goals for 2020 is just, um, I think, just traveling more and wrestling more. Um, I really, really love um, being here in Ontario. But I think that, like, me being able to travel and wrestle for um, people in other cities, like, I, I kind of just develop a little bit more in the ring with that because then I'm, I'm wrestling for all of these people that don't know me. And um, I, I kind of have to build that, like, love or hate relationship again. And I think that that challenge is the best. Um, so, yeah, I think just traveling, wrestling. Of course, the WWE. The WWE is the <laughs> major goal. Is, is that the major goal? Or do you see yourself maybe possibly signing on with another promotion? Oh yeah, for sure. I could I could sign off with another promotion, no problem. Do you want to play, but, um, you want to play a game with me right now? I think just as a kid, like that. Sorry. Do you want to play a game with me right now? Should we play a game? Um. I have a question that I used to ask all the time, but then I interviewed Casey Spinelli, and she gave mm-hmm. such a perfect answer that I had to retire it. Oh, I don't want to follow it. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't want to follow it then? I don't think so. All right. Well, then let me ask you this question: If you had the opportunity. Okay to sign with any of the other major promotions that are out there right now and Mm -hmm. go where you would want to go to soak up the most knowledge and maybe develop your character even more. I know you mentioned the WWE is an end game, but do you have a backup? Like, do you have a second that you would like to go to if the WWE is unattainable? Oh my God. 
they're all so good. And um, I think that they all get it with, like, my whole um, focus in the entertainment aspect. Like, everyone's doing it, you know, like, Lucha Underground is doing it, AEW, everyone has the storylines. I can't say, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say I just want to wrestle, like, all the time. And so, like, anywhere I can get signed is awesome. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Um, I can't. I am curious about one thing, though. Have you done many stipulation-type matches, as in terms of, like, Last Woman Standing, uh, False Count Anywhere, um, Steel Cage matches, Hardcore matches? Have you done any of that, of that kind of stuff? And if you haven't, would you like to? Um, no, not really. I haven't done too many. I've done a Steel Cage match. Um, I've done a Tables match, I believe. Uh, but I haven't done many stipulation matches. I would like stipulation matches. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Like last one, then standing. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I don't know about um, hardcore um, matches because, like, my character is not really, wouldn't really, I don't know, um, mix in with that very well. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I enjoyed being in a steel cage. I would do that again. Sure. Yeah, steel cage matches are always entertaining. I mean, yeah. I, and the fact that it makes the environment more confined because you really can't do the outside of the ring stuff. You have to really stay mm-hmm. within the ring and work within that space for the whole mm-hmm. match. Yeah. And that's, that's gotta be more, uh, much more challenging for you guys because when the ring is open, you have the ability to kind of do the rollouts, maybe walk away, get up get a breather for a couple of minutes or reevaluate what you want to do next, or maybe use the outside of the ring to your advantage. You know what I mean? But when you're locked Can I the- know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Before we continue with this, I, I'm really so I want to know, what was Casey Spinelli's um, answer to that question that you had to retire? Well, okay. I will, I will tell you the answer. Actually, the interview is up on my social media pages, so you can check it out after for sure. But her answer pretty much was that, um, so what I did was I gave her five possible scenarios, all for the same amount of money and the same amount of commitment dates and five different companies. So WWE, AEW. Uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro, and Impact Wrestling. And the only reason I mentioned those five is because those are the mm-hmm. five I do follow and watch religiously. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, you know, based on that. And what she said to me was, doesn't matter about money, doesn't matter about commitment dates. I want to know what they're going to do for me. What are they going to do for my character and for my evolution in the business to make me want to go there? She goes, money, money doesn't always win. It doesn't really matter about money. It doesn't matter about the commitment dates because your contract is your contract. But what matters is how much they're going to invest in my character. And that was the first time I had had anybody say that answer. And I was so impressed with the answer that I was like, mm-hmm. I can't ask the question anymore. Yeah, you can't ask that question anymore. You can't ask that, question that was anymore. just the perfect answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I told yeah, her that awesome. flat out of the interview. I said it was an amazing answer, but you ruined it. Now I got to retire this question. God. Perfect. <laughs> So, like I said, with the steel cage, it's more of a confined space. But given mm-hmm. the opportunity to maybe branch out and do, say, the last woman standing, that would be a match that you would definitely be interested in because it's not so much hardcore. I mean, yes, hardcore mm-hmm. aspects do get involved, but there is a story that a really great story that could be told there. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you do that type of match, so yeah, for sure, absolutely, yeah. Seeing them in the past, um, you already see that there's a lot of potential for that type of match to be incredible. So, yeah. All right. And I guess uh, a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up. 
In terms mm-hmm. of your career now, is there anybody that you haven't stepped in the ring with that you would love to get into the ring with? Whether it be you know wh- whether it be any promotion on the indies doesn't matter. Is there a particular wrestler out there that you would love to get into the ring with, given the opportunity? Yeah. Um, funny enough, like it, it's one of like my 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 best friends. Um, like I actually had my first match, which was like a three on three. Um, so we didn't do too much in that match, um, but. My first match when I was, I think I was 18 still, or just turned 19, um, and Sleazia was in that match, so she gave me, like, a body slam, and that was pretty much it. Like, we didn't really get to face off, um, but it's been years later, um, and, like, I still haven't had a one-on-one match with her, which is, like, crazy. So, like, um, just because we are, like, such good friends and, like, we have kind of technically been in a match together, but not, it's kind of like a tease. It's, like... Hey, I wonder what we could do in the ring. So Divya versus Silesia Sparks. I have one book thing. It. I have one book th- it. Book it. I, but I have one thing to say to that in my own mind. Shut up and take my money. Where do I buy the ticket? <laughs> right. Where do I buy the ticket? It's got to be a main event. Right. We got to we got to figure out somebody to book that. You know what? We're gonna have to get it, Chris from uh, Revolution Women's Wrestling. We're gonna do have it, to make it. We're it. gonna have to make it happen for the next one of January. Pandemonium. We're gonna yeah. have to do it. I'm going to message Chris right after this interview. I'm going to say, you got to book this now. Book it. <laughs> All right. And in terms of, you know what? I always love this question. Because it's one of my favorite questions. Dream match. Everyone has that absolute dream match of mm-hmm. anyone that they could face. And it could be, this is, this is an open-ended question. It could be man. It could be a woman. It could be a, a passed on legend. It could be someone currently right now, one of the bigger promotions. Mm-hmm. What is your ultimate dream match? Um... So this might just be because I, I was just watching Total Divas and they were talking about the women's um, rumble. So it might just be, you know, like like the fantasy of me and being able to wrestle like all the girls um, that literally were at Revolution. That would be sick if we did like a rumble where like we were all kind of involved in some type of storyline in that rumble. Um, that would be so sick. It would be so cool. So that, I think that's my dream match right now, and I don't know if Total Divas had like a part in it, but yeah. Total, Total <laughs> Divas definitely really cool. definitely planted the seed for you. That's hundred yeah. percent for sure. <laughs> it was an awesome, awesome locker room. That was like amazing talent on that show. It was an awesome show. Um, like women's wrestling is definitely um, booming here now. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, no, I was I was front row center at that show. We were. I don't know if you heard us, but we were in the. The left corner to the entrance, me and a couple of my good mm-hmm. friends in this business who I've met because of the podcast and stuff like that, and we were cheering the whole night. You could not hear anybody mm-hmm. but us, but we were cheering the whole night. We we absolutely had a blast at Revolution, and we cannot wait for the next one because everybody was on that card that night was special, and everybody that yeah. was on that card that night deserved to be there and be highlighted mm-hmm. as well as they were. And it was just a great night. It wasn't even a great night for women's wrestling. It was just a great night for wrestling in general. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so, Divya, I do want to take the time out now again to thank you so much for being on the show and to officially to officially let you know that you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you Perfect. want to come back on the show, you just hit me up and we'll do it all over again. Sweet. Amazing. Maybe we'll do a cool double interview or something. That would be fun. Absolutely. You know what? I'll do the post-interview after you and Silesia Sparks have that match. Perfect. Booked. Book. Done. There. Look at that. We've booked. We've booked the match, and now we booked the post. The post match. 
Divya, you and I, we should just get into the promotion business. I think that's where we, we found <laughs> no, our calling. I'll stick to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, you have a great night, and thank you so much for this interview. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. You take care, okay? You as well. Thank cool. you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. So that was Divya. That was an absolutely incredible, incredible interview. Uh, I can't say enough about this young lady. She is absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't seen her, check her out. I'm sure she got clips on YouTube. You can find her on all the socials. Uh, Instagram is the one I follow her on the most. And she goes by Divya Wrestles. So, uh, again, check her out. She is absolutely fantastic. There's nothing I can say negative about this lady. She's just absolutely amazing. She's a bright spot to watch in Canadian wrestling, in women's wrestling for sure. You're going to see her star shining very, very bright. As always, I am your host. George McKay, and that's it. That's a wrap for this one. And for next week's episode, I'm not going to tell you. I'm never, ever going to tell you. Actually, officially now I'm going to say this, I'm going to retire that. Next week's episode, you already know the drill. you got to follow the socials. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com. Support, support, support the podcast. I love it. I want to keep it going. And sometimes I need a little help. Buy one of my shirts. Help a brother out. Anything that comes towards the, the comes out of the shirts goes right back into the podcast to making sure we bring the greatest content and greatest wrestlers to you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see all of you next week. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just five ninety nine each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's too, where you can mix and match two or more. Five ninety nine each at Domino's. Two item minimum: pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just five ninety nine each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's too, where you can mix and match two or more. Five ninety nine each at Domino's. Two item minimum: pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary.